When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. How many bottles of wine does uh, does Mark O'Donnell think you owe him? Because his phone's off at the moment, so um, we're, we're struggling to get hold of him. So maybe maybe he's, uh, there's a protest. Well, he does, he does live out in Coatesville, so he's, he's oh. on a, like a maybe a $20 million property out there from all his coaching around the world, mate. He's just so, messaged me hey, to he? say, uh, I'm in um, my reception is crap, here's the landline. And I was like, right, so I will send that. I will send that now to Joe. Oh, beautiful! This, this is just good ammo. This is good ammo because yeah. this guy is so old. <laughs> there you go, folks. You're just getting a look behind the scenes of the magic of how this radio show works. Uh, so, Joe, well, I'm just I'm surprised your telegram actually got to him yesterday. <laughs> in time, I, I thought carry it was a pigeon, usually, mate. Carry, yeah, a carry a pigeon. When you told me that you text him and he texted you back. Well, that, geez, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's outrageous. What's going on there? What's going on? You usually have to ring him. Yeah. 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 Well, no, he, he was good yesterday. Came, came back uh, came back to me real quick, quick oh, smart. Cool. So that's great. Well, things are changing. Things are changing. Now, um, uh, I think we've got uh, Mark there nearly. Oh, he's definitely... I think I think Jacob's exchanging recipes with him at the moment. So uh, we'll have him. We'll have him on shortly. His, his butler's answering the phone. Yeah. He's going to hand the phone, <laughs> even though he knows it's us calling. Uh, if there was going to be anybody that you played with at mm. Auckland under Mark O'Donnell, who's most likely to be the butler at Mark O'Donnell's house? <laughs> well. Well, uh, the butler at Mark O'Donnell's house. I- I'm going to have to say uh, Craig Gachopa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Craig Gachopa was the, is definitely the butler. The butler, yeah. yeah yes. Definitely the butler. And, and he, he looked good in an apron as well. <laughs> yeah. If one of those frilly ones, those, yeah, those black and white frilly aprons. Yeah, I think yeah, he thought too hard great, about yeah. that, Mitch, just quietly. But yeah, there you I, go. I've got images in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> we should get to him. The uh, former Auckland cricket coach, Mark O'Donnell, joins us. Uh, g'day, Mark. How you doing, mate? Good morning. It wasn't that I wasn't answering my cell phone thinking it was McLennan. Uh, the reception's not too good out in Coatesville. Yeah, you know, we, we, we thought that might be the case, mate. Thought that might be the case. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on today, mate, and having a, having a chat. We wanted to talk a bit about... Uh a bit about the uh, the black caps, uh, and I'm um, you know I, I kind of got this feeling yesterday after listening to you know some of the Bangladeshi uh, coaches talking things that you know they, they really seem to have a bowling plan, uh, and whereas it seemed to be like we just did what we always do and we just kept doing it until we thought it was going to work. Uh, did did we get out coached a bit yesterday or or over the last five days? Well, I think they both. I think they had a batting plan, um, and they certainly had a bowling plan. I know Gibbo, Otis Gibson's now with Bangladesh, and he was very, very successful from a bowling coach role with England. Yeah, they did. Um, I 
think we did not get the wicket that we initially expected. Um, it flattened a bit, which it can do at the mount, and they basically outplayed us. They bowled a straighter fuller length, and their batters left and played straighter for longer. Yeah, Maud, g'day, mate. How are you? I'm sure those those bowls of wine are still in the post. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Any time I can. The ones rest- that you owe me for the number of throws I gave you and balls that I got you out. Oh, we'll talk about this story when you're off here, so so you can't come back at me. Uh, but hey, you, you've been a domestic coach for a long time. Um, how difficult when you turn up to a test match? Obviously, you're the batting coach for New Zealand as well. Um, how difficult is it when there's domestic cricket going on around the country for you when you turn up and see a wicket like it was at the Mount to call in, say, an AJ's Patel from one of the domestic sides? Yeah, well, I, I thought he should have been there in the first place. I know it doesn't turn much, but he can do both. He is a wicket-taking spinner, and to win a test, I know you need runs, but you need 20 wickets. And he can close an end, plus get wickets. I mean, the Bangladeshi spinners bowled 40-odd overs in our first innings and got five wickets. Mm. Um, yeah, look, it, it wasn't, I think, the surface that they thought of, but... It was very similar to what happened against England a couple of years ago when um, uh, but he, the Daniel Vittori replacement, but I can't think of his Mitch name. Sandler. That would be him. I was thinking of Mitch McLennan and that didn't help at all. Oh, bowl a bit of left arm spin. I always wanted yes. to finish my career like that. When, you know that. When he got the last couple of England wickets, it had flattened out. It, it tends to get a little bit up and down that swirl and just a little bit slower. So it certainly wasn't a green wicket like most of our test wickets initially are to try and fast forward the game in the first day and a half because we know it flat, they flatten out. Um, that thing had already browned off through after lunch on day one on that second session. So they were in a little bit of trouble from there. I also think it hasn't quite worked, but it's the same for both sides. We are missing 150-odd runs mm. each test match there with no cane, but they are missing their two most experienced cricketers as well, in, um, Shakib and Tamron Iqbal. And, and Mamadullah as well. Um, so so yes, they're missing, yeah, right, missing yeah. a lot of experience. And obviously BJ Watling's left a hole in that side. Uh, your experience around the scene domestically, who do you think is the next keeper in line behind Blundell? I think it's a little bit early to say, look, Blundell's not doing it simply because he's missed out a few times that, that um, he's batted. But BJ had been huge in that 6-7 role where you hit the second new ball or if we've lost a couple of wickets of stabilising and that's what we didn't get out of this test match when we lost when we were five down both times we lost our last five or lost our middle five and middle order very very quickly and he had stopped that domestically if you have a look around if Brundle, Brundle were to break a finger or something um, or the form would go on quite a bit longer I think they'll give him a pretty extended run which Rightly so, you you do to most players, but what you don't want is three or four guys out of form um, at a very similar time would be probably the next two you're looking at. I would say Cameron Fletcher, who's consistently scored runs and done well from a, um, a domestic point of view over a long period of time. Possibly in one-day cricket it changes, obviously, with, with um, Tom keeping, but you'd be looking at somebody like a Cleaver, I would imagine. They would be the next two. Beautiful. Um, I guess 
from from that side as well. Uh, yeah, well, that's good. I, I thought you were going to f- sit on the fence and and give no names there, actually, Mod. So you've caught me by surprise. <laughs> when would I ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll throw another one at you. Look, I see Heinrich Milan has just resigned as uh, head coach of Auckland. Uh, do you believe he's uh, left Auckland in a better place than when he started? No comment. Nah. <laughs> Look, it's different. Everything changes. You, the, the, that side has changed out of sight from three years ago where you've lost a lot of experience, and that's the trick around picking contracted squads. You've got to have a blend. You've got to have a mix of experience and youth. Uh, it's probably erred, in my opinion, too far on the young and experienced side. There'll be seven or if not eight of those players that are on year one or year two contracts. Uh, that's too big a gap when you do not see your New Zealand players. Yeah, they're very fortunate to have, obviously, Lockie back and Guptal back at the minute, who are both going to disappear in a couple of weeks to go over to Australia. If you were going to give some advice to the next coach coming in um, around that contracting, uh, what would it be? Because you have had so much experience with those guys. You know them so well. You what's what's the attitude? I'm old. Hey? <laughs> you just keep telling me this. Okay. Yeah, again, a blend of experience. Blend Ideally of... homegrown Auckland. But yeah. for, a, for, you know, you've now lost in that last, six-year period, Aucklanders that have come right through that system. De Grandholm, yourself, Hera, Munro, uh, that are no longer there, and bowlers that are retired that have been very effective for them, Jamie Brown, Matt McEwen. So you've got to be very careful and nail your probably your three-year succession plan, not just next season. Um, there's been a bit of a hole there this year. Yeah, beautiful. And looking forward to the test uh, down, in, uh, down at Hagley, who do you, would you make any changes? Are you, are you taking that same team in, knowing that they're going to be a little bit wounded from, from that result and really want to go out and prove to the public that they can absolutely demolish these Bangladesh? Ideally, yes, because you don't see Saudi or Jameson going that long without wickets. The trouble with it is, and Bangladesh batted 176-odd overs in that first innings, that's taken an enormous amount out of bowlers that have had, well, Kyle's had no red ball preparation. Uh, I think that's a hole, but it's a hole for Bangladesh as well. I mean, Taylor hadn't played for six weeks. Guys haven't played Plunkett Shield going into this, so you haven't got necessarily some of the rhythm and the confidence and the bowling loads up, but you would have thought we would have got enough balls in the right area. I, I just think they, they out-bowled us. Um, they bowled wicket to wicket on a slowish surface. Well, you look at the number of bowled LBWs and Corp Hines that they ended up so ideally, you, I would take in that same attack, but I'm not sure with the 40-plus overs that um, Kyle and Tim have bowled that you actually can do that. If you want the fresh legs, you possibly go horses for courses and play Matt Henry at Hagley. All those Jameson and Southey have done exceptionally well there in the past. I would think it would be a far greener day one surface than that because that certainly wasn't at the mountain. Uh, so, on that, then looking at um, the the potential lineup down there, if you if you're going to stick with uh, Southey, Jamison, and, and not put Henry in, uh, would you be looking? And are you expecting it to be greener? Are you keeping Rachin Ravindra at seven, or are you looking for a, a more of a seeming all round him like a Daryl Mitchell? I think you could use Mitchell there because I don't think, again, if it's that green that it's going to break up and turn. And that's the issue that they've actually got. With no Kane and part-time, well, yeah, as part-time as the spinner, sure as hell not as a batter. But there isn't a spin-bowling option inside their front six. The difficulty with playing Ravindra is he hasn't batted seven 
um, in any of his first-class career, and he is, at this point, a learning young spinner. He is not a close-in-the-end or a wicket-taking option. So that's the issue. Is you, you, you know you're batting still, you, whoever you're batting at seven, which has previously been BJ, is going to have to be a, a batting option. So I would think Daryl Mitchell would certainly come into that frame, who's done quite well when he's played so far, certainly with the bat, with the ball less effective, but all his job there would be was probably to bowl overs between 65 to 80, mm. trying to close an end and so you can rotate the other main seamers and wait through for the second new ball. Yeah, true. Uh, two two last things from me, Mod, um, or Mark O'Donnell. I've got to be pretty formal here, don't I? Uh Two last things for me is, has the gout subsided? And if it has, I'll be around for a steak and a red wine soon as. And Craig Kachopa has just sent me through a text message saying that uh, he will happily wear that apron if you invite us around for a steak and a red wine. And Ronnie Harris said he'll also run drinks. <laughs> well, you're always invited. It's an open house here, and generally there is enough red wine in steak. Oh, that's, that's... Just get that. And now I've got the landline number, so so I'll make sure I'll call in advance. <laughs> you're in Perfect. trouble. You're in trouble now, Mark. Hey, uh, just before we let you go, uh, there was something that uh, we were talking about last hour about this New Zealand team. That number seven spot was often juggled between Colin de Gronholm and Mitch Santner. Uh, all of a sudden yes. now it's, it seems to be between Daryl Mitchell and Rachin Ravindra, but there's not been really any any talk about the previous two. I mean, what's happened to Mitchell Sandner? He was just about a, uh, what do you call a part of the furniture in that test team for so long. Yeah, I know Kane preferred him for the balance that it bought as he was a junior. In fact, the last test he'd have played there, I think he got 100 against England. And that was the difference. I mean, we were 140-odd for one. Normally you kick on there and you put another 100, 150 on that total you can keep Bangladesh under a, a little bit more pressure. That We've lost wickets in clumps as badly as we did in the first and second innings has thrown open that test. And you can look, you get one session wrong in a test, it can force you to lose it. So we got three or four wrong. Yeah, correct. Um, Satna very, very effective with the bat and could do a job with the ball. And that was what they were using him for. He certainly wasn't a, a, a Dan Vittori in terms of as a spinner that batted. He's... Mitch is also still trying to find his way at international cricket, playing international cricket. Mitch had played very, very little first-class cricket um, when he got into that position. And that is a hard ask when you haven't got your game nailed and you're still trying to find your way and how to do things, bat and ball. But quite correct. And Colin de Grandheim was very, very effective on green surfaces um, with the ball, which hits pretty good strings, uh, pre that ankle op, um, and certainly very, very effective with the bat 100 he got against the West Indies. He literally blew open that test because he gets them quick. So you've got a, a player or the players in that position that are not quite as experienced or as effective as the previous two. Do you think Mitch Sandler's got a future in the test side or do you think he's more of a, uh, a white ball player? Well, I still think he's a, he's a talented individual um, that can do both. And um, Mitchell... McLenahan will tell you on a golf course he is exceptionally handy. So he'll learn. He'll learn and adapt. Spinners don't generally get wickets in New Zealand because our surfaces don't turn. They don't crumble um, enough. So your job is very much more as a holding pattern and you rotate your seamers around. It's been a very, very effective formula we've used for the last probably eight to ten years here. Uh, But you do need that pace off the ball option and wind footmarks I mean Mitch hit footmarks I think he got the last two English wickets in that test there a couple of years ago 
that is an accuracy factor. And because of his height, he's tall, he gets bounce. Hmm. Yeah, it makes a, makes a difference. And uh, finally, Mark, before we let you go, um, what was it like to coach Mitchell McLennigan? <laughs> and, and, and why did you agree to take this phone call? <laughs> Honestly, you would beat the batters into the nets to come and bat. If you picked a batsman yeah. in the nets, McLennigan would be in the, your top six. Oh, it's a hard say, worker, mate. Batted four for Mumbai, batted yeah, nine for exactly. Auckland, and that was about right. And you never promoted me. Never gave me a chance. <laughs> but he said, I'm not Ricky Ponting, is what you said to me. One. I'm not Ponting Ricky Ponting. Not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good stuff, Mark. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Go well and uh, enjoy the Coatesville Mansion, that red wine and that steak, eh? Absolute pleasure. Anytime, boys. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bye. Mark O'Donnell here, former New Zealand batting coach and Auckland coach as well.